Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Hey, and welcome to the Brewers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. This is the segment for not only diehard Brewer fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. I am your host, Tyler, a.k.a. T-Plush, and today I am joined with Sunshine and not the Vanilla Gorilla for this trade deadline special. So, we are not going to waste any time. We are going to jump right into it. Um, we are going to start with some uh, bullpen targets here that the Brewers could potentially look into getting. So, Sunshine is going to start us off with the first arm of the day. What do you got for us? All right. We're going to start with probably the biggest bullpen target we have out there, in my opinion, and that's Will Smith. Obviously former brewer um but this year for the giants 2.55 era um and he's currently having a career best in balls in play percentage uh which is 19.7 this year um tyler do you know his average or what he normally does Uh, his average is like called the mid-20s okay so pretty significant jump for him this year pitching extremely well um just a one more stat here he has 42 innings pitched this year with 63 strikeouts so kind of that number another power strikeout strikeout arm um the only downfall of will smith is he will be a rental half year rental so he will be a free agent next year um so we only get him for the rest of this year and just to go a little bit more in depth um his repertoire is four seam fastball um and and typically his velocity is around 93 um he has a sweeping slider that goes pretty much all the way across the zone um, and that's where he gets a lot of the swing and misses and therefore the strikeouts. And lastly, he also has a curve, um, which he gets a lot of fly balls on. So a lot of that is great. Um, he's having a great year. Something that kind of scares me a little bit about this is, you know, if he uses that curve a lot, and he's getting a lot of fly balls in San Francisco. It's pretty good. That's um, a fairly pitcher-friendly park. But in Milwaukee, mm, that's a little scary. But still, he is my top prospect in terms of bullpen arms for the Brewers this year. Yeah, it would be nice to add a lefty, that's for sure. 
And uh, speaking of lefties, the San Francisco Giants actually have two lefties who are having pretty stellar years. Uh, the second one is Tony Watson. Um, so he is kind of the exact opposite pitcher as Will Smith. Um, pitches more to contact. Um, so he throws a changeup and sinker primarily. Um, never reaches very high speeds, typically in the low 90s with that sinker fastball. Um, but he's been effective. You know, he's got an ERA this year at 2.88. And then the thing with Tony Watson is similar to Will Smith. He would be a rental contract as well. Um, so he'd be eligible for free agency after the season. Um, I guess the biggest question with these two prospects, um, it sounds like the Giants are still going to be in sell mode, but it hasn't really been confirmed. There's been a lot of um, reports that kind of contra- contradict each other to as what the Giants are doing since they kind of went on a little hot streak there in June and into part of July. So we'll be, it'll be interesting to see what the Giants do, but those are definitely two targets that a lot of teams have eyes on. All right. So another lefty um, from the Royals. And that's Jake Dykeman? Dykeman? I think Which it's one Dykeman. is it, Tyler? Dykeman. Um, so not a great year so far for him. Um, in just under 40 innings, he has a 4.76 ERA, um, which is significantly up from his career average of 3.86. Um, but his repertoire consists of a slider about mid 80s 85 miles an hour about and then pretty good fastball at 96 um and it does have some downward movement which is going to generate a lot of ground balls for him um because of that movement so kind of an interesting repertoire there good fastball pretty good slider um, but he's just struggling this year a little bit. Maybe a change of scenery helped him out. Um, think of Jeremy Jeffress. When we got him, he was terrible that year, and he's been pretty damn good for the Brewers ever since. Um, and then the only other thing about Jake is he will be a, another rental uh, if the Brewers go out and get him. Yeah, it'll be... It'll be a nice lefty to add, especially seeing how the Royals seem to be in full-out sell mode. Um, so it could be one of those options, you know, where you don't really have to give up a ton to get him in that regard, which would be nice. Uh, but the next pitcher, um, the guy I'm most excited about out of the bullpen is Ken Giles uh, from Toronto. Uh, he's, he's basically like a, we'll call it a Josh Hader 2.0 Um in terms of strikeout percentage anyway. Um, he is he has pitched 33 innings this year and 57 strikeouts, um, which is a 43% strikeout rate, which just happens to be second best behind Josh Hader. So that's where I'm getting Josh Hader 2.0 from. Uh, ERA passes the eye test 1.64. Um, and then, you know, obviously being in Toronto, there's going to be a lot of interest for him, seeing how Toronto is not anywhere near contending. 
but in terms of his repertoire, he has a fastball that is blazing fast, um, averaging out at 98 miles per hour, and then he throws a slider um, at 87. Um, the interesting thing about his slider is um, that it kind of has more downward movement. They'll call it a 12-6 movement rather than kind of those sliders that sweep across the zone. And the fact that he still throws it that fast um, with that downward movement makes it an extreme pitch for him and generates a lot of swings and misses. Um, so hence the high strikeout totals there. It's, you know, with all these bullpen arms wherever they have the fast fastball and, you know, people are kind of hoping that he throws something off speed because they can kind of see it. But the fact it dives down, um, I think, will help keep the ball in the park, um, especially at Miller Park. Uh, Contract-wise for him, he would not be a free agent until 2021, so he would be eligible for arbitration this offseason. So just something to consider there um, that might actually up the asking price for him, seeing how he would not just be a rental. Um, But there are a lot of people, a lot of teams interested in him. Yeah, so you're right. That does sound like... Josh Hader <laughs> and Josh Hader from the right side. So that would be pretty in- interesting. I mean, sounds very similar. I mean, but a faster fastball. Um, I mean, a 43% strikeout rate. It's phenomenal. Um, and then another slider pitcher, two pitch pitcher with the fastball that blows everyone away. Um, yeah, that would be awesome if the Brewers are able to get someone like that. And the fact that he's not a rental makes it all the more interesting. Um, but the next arm, another righty, uh, another interesting one that I really, I really like. Um, and that's Sean Green from the Tigers. He has a 1.25 ERA about 36 innings, um, 22 saves. So that kind of opens the door to have Hader be the setup man. You could put Green as the setup man here, or you could have him close because obviously he can do that. He has 22 saves this year. Um, Primarily he throws a sinker, pretty decent velocity, 93 miles an hour for a sinker. Um, he's got a cutter about 88 miles an hour, and then he's got the slower slider at 81. Um, those two pitches, the cutter and the slider, have some nasty move on movement on them. Um, but he is primarily a contact a contact pitcher, um, so he's got to be hitting spots. He's got to be kind of on point there. And it, that kind of reminds me of Zach Davies. He's more of a control, hitting his spots, um, making weak contact for the batters, not really going to strike out a lot of people. Um, but same thing as Ken Giles. He has the same contract situation. Um, so he's eligible for arbitration this offseason and becomes a free agent next year or next off season, excuse me. Yeah, I think you hit it right on the head when you kind of related him to Zach Davies. 
I think the cool part about Green is the fact he can go, you know, with his sinker at 93 and then drop six miles per hour with his cutter and then drop another seven with his slider. So he could literally, there could be a 12 mile per hour difference from one pitch to another. Um, and that's what contact pitchers need is all about keeping those hitters off balance. And, and then moving the, on. Oh, you got something? Wait, Tyler. Yeah. Um, so this is my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the cutter and the slider, I think, is really what makes this because that's where his deception comes in. Um, cutter and sliders move the same direction, um, but obviously his cutter and slider, one of them is going to be faster, not quite as big of a cut, and then that that would be the cutter, and then the slider is going to have more of that drastic movement, but it's going to be slower. And having that same movement, it might be harder for the batters to figure out, okay, is this the faster cutter or is this the slider to kind of time him out? So that's, I feel like that's his biggest asset is having pitches that are the same but are so different in in their speeds and how much they end up actually moving at the end of his pitch. Yeah, that that was an excellent analysis there on how those two pitches behave. Uh, and lastly, we have one more bullpen arm here, and that is Michael Givens out of Baltimore, another righty. Um, so he's having a little bit of a down year. Um, don't let the ERA of 4.23 scare you. Um, he has only pitched 38 innings, uh, but has recorded 52 strikeouts, which is insanely high. Um, he's kind of fallen victim of the home run ball this year. He's given up eight already um, through those 38 innings. Um, but in years previous, he's proven to be very good and very reliable. Um, the last three years, he's pitched 70-plus innings. Um, and then dating back from uh, the latest to most recent, his ERAs during that span have been 3.13, 2.75, and then 3.99. Um, so, you know, you're in Baltimore, probably not that much incentive to, you know, or motivation, adrenaline pumping when you're there. So maybe getting him on a contending team will help change that, kind of rejuvenate what's left of the season. Um, and then the interesting contract thing for him is he would not be free a free agent eligible until 2022. So lots of control there. Um, and then lastly, his pitch repertoire, that fastball is uh, averages out at 96. Um, he has the slider at 88 and the changeup at 85. He's not afraid to throw all three. So not just kind of that traditional two-pitch reliever. He does have that third one that he can toss in there. Um, so unless you got anything else on Michael Givens, Trevor, give me one of these bullpen guys who you would like to see in a brewer uniform the most before we move on. Okay, so going into this, I was probably with a lot of brewery fans. I wanted Will Smith back. Um, he's having a great year. Um, obviously with his stats, having another left-handed arm is going to be big. And I think they will make a move for that. Um, but after kind of talking through this, like flip a coin. I want Ken Giles or Sean Green. Um, and part of that is their low ERA. Um, 
But with Giles, I mean, we're comparing him to Josh Hader. Hell yeah, sign me up. I want another one of those. Um, But then Sean Green just has some great numbers and having a great year. So, and kind of how I talked about, I geeked out about, about his pitches a little bit. But that just sounds really interesting to me. And both of those players, either one I'm happy with. And last thing um, is their contract. The fact that you have a full year of control is huge. And who are you thinking, Tyler? Um, I'm on board the uh, Ken Giles train for sure. My number one option for all the reasons you just stated. Um, my number two option, I vary just a little bit from you. Um, I'd, I'd like to add a lefty too. Um, Alex Claudio's been used a ton this year. It kind of started off good and then it's has been very bad since. And I kind of cringe every time he comes in. Um, so I think in terms of getting the most bang for your buck, um, I would like to see Jake Diekman, or Dykeman, however you pronounce it, out of the Royals. Um, you know, despite the kind of off year he's having, um, he's got that 96 mile power fastball and then the fast slider 85, um, and he's a rental. So I think the asking price for him um, shouldn't be too steep that the Brewers can't find a way to get him over here. So those would be my top two choices. Um, with that, we are going to move on into the starting pitcher segment next. Um, do you want to start again, Trevor, or you want me to take the first one? Um, I'll take the first one. And this is one of the big names out on the market, and that's Marcus Stroman for Toronto. Um, this year has a 3.06 ERA. Um so kind of getting to that pitch repertoire he's got a sinker that is the pitch he relies on the most um about 93 on that one he's got a slider and a cutter so the cutter is 92 and then um that slider is 86 so kind of the same thing we talked about with um green that his cutter and slider have different speeds and also different amount of break. Um, But the kind of difference here is the sinker and the cutter are closer in speed, um, which I just find interesting and how that can be so different from from Sean Green, or Shane Green, excuse me. I think I've been saying his name wrong. Um, So contract situation for Strowman he is arbitration eligible eligible this offseason and then a free agent next offseason. Um, this one is probably going to be the biggest, like, you have to pay the most for this. You're going to have to give up probably multiple top prospects to get this guy. Um, and the big reason being is he is controllable for one more year. So... Big target on the market right now, but we'll see with what the asking price is for 
Marcus Stroman. Yeah, and up next, um, of course, we couldn't go a trade deadline special without talking about Madison Bumgarner. <laughs> um, so, again, same situation with the Giants here. There has been no real indications that he's even available. Um, but it is interesting to think about. Um, in his 21 starts this year, he has a 3.65 ERA. So, same good old Bumgarner. Uh, he would be a rental, so you would give him up at the end of the year unless he chose to re-sign. Um, but I think the biggest thing to think about with Madison Bumgarner is he does have that no-trade clause um, that you have to work around. So even if the Brewers did somehow make a deal and the Giants said, yes, we want to do that, Bumgarner could could turn it down, says, I don't want to go to Milwaukee, um, which he did say that the Brewers were on his no-trade list earlier during spring training, um, but I guess it's unclear to whether or not that has changed or not. Um, so, eh, you know, even if the Brewers don't get Bumgarner, I think it's an interesting story to watch to see if he even leaves San Francisco. Um, you know, I think it'd be cool to see a trade happen and turn it down as long as it wasn't to the Brewers, but <laughs> uh, I guess we'll see what happens there. All right, so next one on the list is a lefty, and that's Mike Miner. Um, for the Rangers, he this season he has a 2.86 ERA. Um, so a little bit about his contract right off the bat. He is owed $9 million next next year. Um, so... You do kind of have that control for him, um, but a little bit of a hefty control, I guess. Um, this year, he has two complete games, um, which there's not a brewer that has one yet, if I recall correctly. Um, Woody's gotten eight a couple times. I think Davey got Davey's got eight once. But no one's gotten a complete game. Um, and one of those was a shutout. And for his pitches, he's got a fastball, kind of average, 93. Um, circle change and also a slider at 87 miles an hour. Um, so pretty good stuff, having a good year down in texas again a 2.86 era yeah and he he really has been the ace uh for texas um he did address the media the other day um he sounded like he was kind of sick of people talking about trades already um because he said the rumors have been out there since he joined texas this year <laughs> um and so i guess if the brewers do acquire mike minor you know hopefully his mind is in the right place you know, which I think it would be when you're going to a contending team and getting out of Texas, um, who's actually having a fairly decent year. Just the West is, or excuse me, the American League is pretty competitive, and it's it's hard to get uh, a wild card spot out there. Um, next pitcher we're going to talk about, uh, Zach Wheeler from the Mets. Um, so currently he is on the injured list, um, but he is set to return this Friday. Um, so he will at least have a couple starts in, one start, I guess, for sure, before uh, next Wednesday's trade deadline. Um, in terms of his season, it's kind of been a downer, 4.69 overall for his ERA. 
Um, but, you know, I saw on Twitter earlier that someone kind of compared Zach Wheeler as, you know, a Chase Anderson 2.0. Um, actually, Chase is having a better year than Zach Wheeler on paper. Um, but, you know, Brewers have been linked to him in the past, um, almost acquired him a few years ago. Um, so we are kind of pretty familiar with him. But in, if you, in case you aren't, in terms of his pitch repertoire, he has that fastball that averages out at 97. Um, he mixes in a slider at 92, which that's insanely fast for a starting pitcher slider to throw that throw that pitch at that speed over and over again. Uh, then he has a curve coming in at 81 and a changeup at 89. And the last thing to think about with Zach Wheeler is he would be a rental uh, this year, so he would be eligible for free agency after this season. All right. Next starting pitcher is Matthew Boyd from the Tigers. He is a lefty with a 4.13 ERA. Um, he has struggled the last month or so. Um, has not had a start where he has allowed less than four own, earned runs since June 7th. Um, so, again, really, really struggling recently. Um, so... That's probably why the ERAs and the fours. Um, but again, with his pitch repertoire, he's got a fastball at 92, slider about 80 miles an hour. So just remember that Zach Wheeler throws his at 92 and Boyd throws his at 80. So that is crazy from Zach Wheeler. Um, and then his changeups at 80 as well. So... Just some stats kind of for this year is he has a career high in strikeouts per nine innings, and that's currently at 12, which is a very, very good rate. Lots of swings and misses for him. Um, the big thing is he has three years of team controlled left, and they're really asking for um, a pretty established but young star in return for him. So try, kind of trying to think of someone uh, the Brewers could offer for that price, but I don't know. Tyler, who are you thinking the Brewers could offer for that? Yeah, it's a, <laughs> that's a tough question. <laughs> Established young star, it's like, Hayera? Like, eh, we're not giving Hayera up, no way. <laughs> um, no. But I think it, it – no. <laughs> it's it's probably the, the three years of team control left that really – you know, upset asking price, um, you know, and then whatever he's figured out, you know, this year that's led to the higher strikeout rates. I'm not sure if there's, you know, an adding of a pitch or he's throwing one more compared to the others in previous years. Um, but, you know, he's obviously enjoying a lot of success um, pitching the American League with those strikeout rates jumping up a lot higher than normal. Um, so the next two pitchers we have here... Um, I just threw them on there because they are available. Um, and the first one is Matt Harvey. Um, so he was DFA'd by the Angels earlier this week. Uh, he has an ERA of over seven this season in his 12 starts. And, I mean, really, he hasn't pitched well since 2015. He's been all over the place since then. Um, but the Brewers have been linked to him in the past. Um, 
you know, inquiring about him, especially I remember when he was a red a few years ago. That might even have been last year for all I can remember. Um, but just throwing out there, Matt Harvey is available, and, you know, we, we could pick him up on the uh, league minimum if we thought he was worth the risk. Nope. Just no. Um, last one, Mike Leak. He was the former Cardinal. He's got a 4.27 ERA this year in 20 starts. Um, slightly above his career average, which is a 4.04. Um, the big thing with him, though, is... He's owed owed a lot of money in the next two years, 36 mil in the next two years. So, again, I'll probably pass on Matt Harvey and Mike Leak. Yeah, I I agree. I think it it was funny. Mike Leak came out with comments saying, I want to play for a winner, so he wants out of Seattle. But it's like, dude, you got to... You had to be pitching better if, uh, for with that contract, a team to need you, um, which I don't think yeah. it is. <laughs> no. um, all right, Trevor, give me your uh, one starting pitcher who you would like to see in a Brewer uniform. I don't know. Like, the two that I want, I don't think the Brewers are going to be able to get. Um and that's Stroman and then Matthew Boyd. But, again, I don't know if they're going to be able to put a package together to get them. I don't know if they should. Second, like, um, do you want to kind of mortgage your future a little bit and get rid of two, three, four mid-to-top-tier prospects for Marcus Stroman for two years? Um, yes, if he pushes puts you over the edge and gets you a world series victory then of course i'll take that but i don't know if the brewers are just one starting pitcher away so i rather would rather not give up the farm just to get one pitcher um everyone else mike miners interesting as well um a little bit more that you have to pay him but some control um, you get him next year too, so I guess I guess I t- kind of talks myself into Mike Miner is my number one choice, just because those other two that I said I think it are gonna they're gonna cost a lot to get him. Wow, we're we're on the same page today because Mike Miner is my my number one guy, um, not only because he's pitching as a tremendous ace this year. Um, but, you know, the fact he's owed 9 mil next season, I think, kind of turns people off. But you have to remember, uh, Ulysse Chassin is a free agent after this year. And, what, we paid him, what, $7.5 million to come here and pitch. Um, and, you know, it's kind of questionable as to if he deserves, you know, to be re-signed, especially at that high of a price uh, next year. So, you know, essentially you're... You're going out and you're doing some of your off-season work early, I think, by getting Mike Miner, because um, now we have him through all next season too. And you know, for how he's pitching this year, nine mil is that's not bad at all, especially if you can continue to produce um, with those numbers and go deep into games, which we have not seen in a Brewers uniform in a long time. And then when we do, they get hurt. Ugh, poor Brandon Woodruff. <laughs> 
Um, but anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. Um, more to come <laughs> of that next week. <laughs> um, all right, so next uh, we're going to move into some short stops available. Um, I personally believe the Brewers are kind of set at all other offensive positions. Um, I think you could. Some people could maybe make the argument that they should go and get an outfielder. Um, most people say it's because Ryan Braun is hurt or you know missing too many games. Um, but Ben Gamble's a heck of a backup, especially defensively, and the amount of walks he draws. Um, I just don't think bringing another outfielder makes sense. Um, so I think ultimately the biggest hole is at the shortstop position. Um, sure, Arcia has um, hit more home runs this year and driven in more, um, but the batting average, again, it's not good. So I'll get us started here with the first one. Um, and the one that is available is Danny Santana out of Texas. Um, out of you know utility players who can play shortstop, he is probably going to have the highest asking price. Um, he does have the ability to play second base as well, but he is having a breakout year. Um, he's batting 320 with 13 homers, uh, 566 slugging, and a 918 OPS. And not only is he producing, but his average exit velocity is 91.1 miles per hour, which puts him in the 83rd percentile of the MLB. Um, So obviously he's making hard contact and he's getting rewarded for it. Um, So his contract is currently set at the league minimum and he is controllable through the 2021 season. Again, that is going to increase the asking price for him a lot. Um, Brewers would have to give up a ton of prospects, I think, in order to get him. Um, But it it might be worth it. Um, It might not. I mean, the Brewers are pretty deep in their offensive lineup the way it is. Um, But, hey, you never know what magic Stearns can pull um, in trying to acquire some talent. All right. The next one. I'm going to butcher this. Miguel Rojas? Killed it. Maybe? Did I? Sounded good to me. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this year he's batting 283. Um, Does not walk a lot, but also does not strike out a lot. Um, There hasn't been a ton of rumors surrounding him. In the trade market, um, so far anyways. Right now, he's got 95 hits this year compared to Orlando Arcia's 73. Um, Pretty low slugging percentage, just one home run this year. Um, But you don't really need a lot of power and stuff from the shortstop position. You just need some defense some contact, getting on base. Um, and at 283, that's much better than Orlando Arcia's 226. Uh, so some big improvement there. Um, he's pretty good defensively. Um, total zone fielding runs are above average. Total number of runs above or below average based off of fielding plays um wait okay i read that wrong sorry (laughs) um based off fielding plays made rojas's two 
RC is a negative seven. Um, so obviously that's above and below the average. Um, so RC is seven below that, that league average, um, Rojas is two above it. So that's a big jump too. And that's absolutely crazy that RC is that bad just to kind of re reiterate that, um, last, the last two seasons, Arcia had been 14 above above the average and 8 above the average, which is unbelievable um, how much of a decrease we've seen in his defense, and that's why he's been in the majors is because of that defense um, when his stick isn't consistent or good at all. Lastly, um, Rojas has seven errors this year. RC has 11, kind of reiterating the fact that even though RC's defense is supposed to be kind of his calling card, um, it really hasn't been this year. And Rojas, if he keeps up what he's doing, would be an improvement both at the plate and in the field. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up that RTZ score um because that is interesting and I, I never would have guessed it without looking at those advanced metrics um so moving on the next guy i have on here is freddie galvis out of toronto um there has, hasn't been a ton of rumors surrounding him you know despite being in an awful blue jays uniform um, but his contract does expire at the end of the year um toronto actually just signed him to a one-year deal uh last off season. Uh, but this year, offensively, he's batting 273, uh, 310 on base percentage, 454 slugging, and a 765 OPS. Um, so that you know that's pretty good, especially for at for the shortstop. And then defensively, he has an RTZ score of five. Um, again, Miguel Rojas had that score of two, and then RC is at negative seven. Just to reiterate those points, um, so. You, I guess you basically what I'm trying to get at is you can't be scared of acquiring acquiring another shortstop and think you're going to be missing out on a lot defensively um, when these last two guys we mentioned um, have shown that they're actually better than Arcia is this year. All right. Tyler, you really have a Boston player on here? <laughs> he, he did just get DFA'd, so <laughs> he's available. <laughs> oh. oh, so he's not trade. Okay. Correct. Yep. <laughs> that really threw me off. I'm like, why are they selling anyone? <laughs> um, so Eduardo Nunez. I can't talk today. Sorry, everyone. I butchered his name. Um, but, again, he's been playing for Boston this year. Utility man, typically his best position is third, but he can play shortstop as well. Little bit of a defensive liability, and his slash is not great. Um, 228, 305, 548. Again, none of those numbers are very good at all. Um, he has a career OPS of 7 or point. 714 um and just to kind of reiterate that this year his ops is 548 right no that's his um or slugging 
I don't know what his OPS is. Never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I didn't put that in there. That's my fault <laughs> on that one. <laughs> Whoops. Nope. No, you're good. He's – I don't want him anyways. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to give up anything but defensive liability and he's hitting as well as Arcia. Nah, I'm good. Well, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, who out of this list would you prefer then? Um, honestly, none. <laughs> I, I personally don't think we need it. I think we are fine. I know that's a hole, but we are seven deep and pretty deep in those seven. Um, there always seems to be another option at different positions, um, especially with Travis Shaw. Seems like he's figuring it, figuring it out in the minors. Um, so you bring him back up, then you got him. If Keston needs a day or Moose needs a day, um, then you got the platoon at first in the outfield, like you said earlier. Gamble is there. Um, so just a lot of options. So I don't know. I'm not too worried about the shortstop's position and. Arcia was doing extremely good at the plate this year, um, up until recently, but it wasn't that long ago when I brought him up and he was hitting 266, I think, in one of our podcasts. Um, so his bat was there early in the year. I'm not really ready to get like move on from him. Well, yeah, I'm I'm on the opposite end of you here. Um, I mean, Danny Santana is obviously my favorite. Um, I think the asking price is just way too much for him. Um, you know, I think we need to focus more on pitching rather than the offense. Um, but I think Freddie Galvis could be attainable for the Brewers. Um, you know, we you we have Saladino up, you know, or Slamadino as I guess I should call him now. Um, but, you know, he's run run into a little bit of good luck here, but that's, you know, most likely not going to continue. If it does, good for him. That would be awesome. But Arcia's at bats, you know, he's just not in a good place right now. Hasn't been for over the last month. And, you know, we could use some production there. Um, I kind of would like to see Dubon called up, but... I don't know if the Brewers are willing to roll the dice with a rookie shortstop um, while trying to compete for the division. Um, so I think ultimately your best move is going out and acquiring someone, um, which Freddie Galvis would be my guy in that regard. Uh, and lastly, we're going to run through, just for fun here, I'm going to run through them real quick, just a couple former Brewers who are available. Eric Sogard out of Toronto has been made available Um He's having a pretty good year. He actually has 10 home runs. Um, well, the Blue Jays are asking a lot for him. <laughs> and I don't know if they're going to get that. Um, but it would be cool to see Nerd Power back. Uh, Willie Peralta, in case you forgot, he was our opening day starter a few years ago. Um, he was just DFA'd by the Royals. He has a 5.80 ERA this year. Um, and he has seen a decrease in his fastball velocity. Usually it was around that 96 range. This year he's hovering more around 94. Um, 
Former outfielder Keon Braxton, whose name you hear in our intro, was DFA'd for the second time in three months. The first time by the Mets, the second time by the Orioles here. Um, And obviously has to do everything with his high strikeout rate, which is at 43%. Um, And then I think the most interesting former Brewers available is Tyler Thornburg. Uh, He was DFA'd by the Red Sox. It's been about two weeks now. Um, but he had a 7.71 ERA in 18 innings this year with them. He kind of really never found his stride um, as a Red Sox since being traded over there. Uh, but with the Brewers, he was brilliant. He pitched 219 innings for us and posted a 2.87 ERA during that time. Um, so real quickly, are there any Brewers, former Brewers, excuse me, who you would like to see back and are maybe worth taking a shot on? Um, so one guy I was really high on, like when we drafted him, I like followed him through the minors and that's Tyler Thornburg. Um, you know, 18 innings pitch for a pitcher. You cannot, in my opinion, you cannot DFA a guy for that. Now the Red Sox are very, very good. And maybe they had someone else that's better because they're just that good. Um, but he is better than 7.71. But, yes, Tyler Thornburg, out of all of those, give me Tyler Thornburg, and we need some bullpen help. So, it, win-win. It, you're right. It is an exciting thing to think about. It's kind of like that coming home party, like when Jeffress broke out last year. Um, it'd be cool to see exactly. that happen again. <laughs> That would be amazing. Um, but, you know, ultimately, I, I don't know if any of those former Brewers uh, realistically are a good option. Um, Thornburg would probably have to start in the minors and work his way up. And by that point, you know, who knows where we are in the season when he is ready enough to join the big league club. Um, so ultimately, I'll probably pass on all those former guys. Um, but not passing on former Brewers, uh, the Chicago Cubs picked up our former catcher, Martin Maldonado, a few weeks ago via trade. Um, word is, I think he maybe has like one hit with the Cubs so far since joining them. So offensively, he's you know, not doing very well. But as we all know, he's a great defensive catcher. Um, and he's, you know, he's, in a guy, he's a guy you get excited about being back there despite his offensive struggles. So watch out this weekend, Brewer base runners. Um, Maldonado is going to be flinging the ball all around the diamond. Um, do you have any uh, last-second thoughts here, Trevor, before we wrap up? Um, yes, I do. So if I had to pick, I would go get a lefty, and your lefty of choice was Jake Dykeman, Diekman, Yep. right? So we'll go with him. And then, again, Ken Giles and or Shane Green. That's, if we make two moves, I want two of those players. We make three, I want all three of them. I think if you sure up the bullpen, um, you can, with this rotation we have right now, you can figure it out. We don't need a starting pitcher. Um now with Woodruff going down, that makes it a little bit more of a need, but he'll be back in September. 
They said six weeks, and that's from when they said that. That's like September second, I believe. So I think you can deal with it. You have a lot of off days in August. Go get yourself some bullpen help. Try to revitalize that magic from last year. Get some new guys in here. Maybe, especially with um, Diekman, maybe the change of scenery helps him and improves that ERA. But I just think you got to go out and get bullpen help and a lefty that has good stuff and Josh Hader 2.0. Yep. Sign me up, please. (laughs) I'll agree to that. Uh, And you know that those trades are very attainable uh, for the brewers to do. So we'll, we will see Uh, by the time you're listening to this podcast on Wednesday, the 24th, there is one week to go in the trade deadline. Um, You can't make trades in August this year anymore. So it is going to be, a logjam and a cluster of trades coming up within the next seven days. Um, it's going to be exciting. Um, whatever happens with the Brewers, I'm pretty sure we're still going to be buyers uh, based off David Stern's comments uh, on Fox Sports Wisconsin today. Um, so whoever we go out and get, don't be mad. Just trust in Stern's and uh, keep Brew leaving because whoever we get is going to help us win some more ball games and it's going to be an exciting finish on this home stretch of the season here. So with that being said, we will talk to you guys next Monday uh, when our podcasts normally come out with our series recaps and as well as other miscellaneous topics. But for now, we'll be signing off. Sayonara. Go crew. Bye-bye. Scott, where'd you come from? <laughs>